Welcome to the People by People podcast with me, your host, Laura Sutherland. I am really pleased today to be bringing uh, Paul Sutton to the People by People podcast. We are carrying on a really interesting conversation and some may deem controversial <laughs> um, <laughs> about uh, possibly public relations dying. But before we get on to that all important question, I wanted to chat to Paul a bit about integrated public relations. But first of all, welcome, Paul. How are you doing? I'm doing fine, thank you. Thank you so much for having me today. Oh, thanks for coming on and sparing some time. I know you've been really busy. Yeah, it's it's been well, I think it's been an interesting time for everyone, hasn't it? But um, I mean, in common with a lot of people, my my business virtually died in March, um, but it's been picking up a lot recently and I've heard that from quite a lot of other people as well so yeah I've been, I've been busy the last couple of months which is a relief as much as anything. Green shoots I like the sound of that. Yeah. So integration so I've I've been working in public relations for about, about 20 years now in fact nearly 20 years to the day okay. and I started off in an agency which was integrated we did advertising events design web design um email marketing wasn't really a thing back then we did media relations we did online ads and we did magazines we did everything so we were fully integrated and Mm -hmm. my sort of upbringing in the industry has been about integration and so when i moved into um, looking for new jobs further down the line i couldn't understand this obsession with media relations that um the industry had people didn't know what to do with me because i wasn't obsessed with it um We've been talking about the PISO model for years, and I know that, um, you know, Ginny, um, the PISO model had been around before that, but she put it into a really nifty graph, um, which really kind of represents uh, how it all works. Why is it that so many practitioners still aren't practicing integration? It's an interesting question. I don't know the exact answer to this, but I mean, my, (laughs) my background is similar to yours in that my first agency job was with a marketing agency so yeah PR comms was a part of that but yeah I mean we we did a lot of like you say advertising and uh, newsletters and I got involved quite heavily on the design side of things not as a designer but as a kind of project manager yeah Um, and I guess I, I moved into comms further down the line I was with that agency for I don't know four or five years or so so my background's always been in that integrated space as well and Mm. even when I moved on to what you would consider what what, as the time was a PR agency Mm -hmm. I moved in there well my my role was almost head of creative in a way because I would look after things like websites and I don't know brochures and um, and later email marketing and Mm -hmm. you know all that side of things so I come at the communications industry, the PR industry from with an integrated mindset. Um, The other way to look at that is that I sell myself sometimes if I'm, if I'm saying doing pitching for, I don't know, an advertising campaign at social Mm -hmm. media ads, I come at it from a communications point of view, whereas social media advertising, pure advertising, people who run ads, have a very different mindset it's 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 a it's a different thing it's a different approach so I don't know whether that's to do with your and my background where we just think integrated Mm -hmm. 
you know, we've both worked in the industry a long time. We've always done it that way. Mm. And possibly the people that have failed to adopt that sort of approach have come out of pure PR media relations jobs. I don't actually know the answer, but mm. even when I think back to my, my agency roles, my last agency role is an agency of, I don't know, 25, 30 people say, and out of those, probably 20 were pure PR people. Yeah. Um, you say pure PR, but do you mean media relations? I do mean media relations, yeah. I mean, nowadays, all right, you, you would, I, I would refer to influences in that as well, influencer marketing. But when I say pure PR, that's what I'm referring to there mm -hmm. is media relations. And, and that's what they did. That was their day-to-day -day job, five days a week, you know, 50 weeks a year. That's what they did. I think focusing purely on that side of things now you're going to just be dead in the water within three years five years whatever it is because you only have to look at advances in ai for example now computers can write as good as people now and i know this hasn't really taken off yet and i've been you know i've talked about this for three years or something mm. about how copywriting was was not going to be a thing we did anymore and no it has not really taken off yet but it's only a matter of time, really. So, you know, your copywriting side of things at some stage is going to go, or a, a, a chunk of it anyway, a large yeah. chunk of it. The, the media itself is being absolutely decimated. Yeah. And what's happened in the last, this year has just enhanced that. It's made it come quicker. Mm -hmm. Because again, that, that's, been, that's been on the cards for, what, 10, 15 years? That's, that's mm -hmm. a long-term trend. But what's happened this year is, is I think it's a big problem. And we'll, we'll find out, you know, when furlough ends and journalists are supposedly coming back to, to work, mm. we'll find out, you know, in October, November, how much of an impact it's really had on the media industry. And I, I strongly suspect it's going to be a very big impact. I think, I think there's been a lot of reports in the last couple of weeks um, seeing things like, oh, COVID's not had such a detrimental impact as we thought on the economy. Yeah. And I was like, well, we haven't even stopped the furlough scheme no. yet. The government no, haven't no, no. even announced like how in debt it really is. Right. And people haven't decided how they're going to be paying it back or not paying it back as the case may be. Um, you know, for, for their loans they've taken out and everything else yeah. they've had to do to keep their businesses afloat. So yeah. I don't actually think we know to the full extent they're anywhere near what's going to happen. No, I, I agree with you. I mean, uh, at a minimum, you look in the end of this year, but I suspect it'll be what, the end well of quarter one, quarter year, two yeah. next year, yeah. before we really find out what an impact it's had. And because you're right, there's, there's these businesses which are just in this full sense of security at the moment. And, yeah. you know, we, we'll find out at some stage. If you think about all the, the things you've been able to defer in terms of tax and VAT and everything, yeah. you know, how much of that deferral is going to be actually paid back? Yeah. Um, but coming back to your point about um, AI, yeah. so totally, totally agree with you. You know, it's, it's just sort of starting to, inverted mm -hmm. commas, take off. Um, but I think it's because we have this fixation with media relations and the mindset that people have that they are too scared to look at AI and what that means and what it is and because people don't understand it they're not really embracing it yeah I, I tend to agree it's a 
I mean, it's a big area to get your head around. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. But I always think with these things, you, you don't need to be an expert on AI to understand the impact that some things are going to have. You only, you've just got to look at the, the things that are going to affect you personally. I've always taken this viewpoint, whether it's, I don't know, with changes to Facebook algorithms or anything else, you don't need to know the guts of everything. You don't. You just need to understand the bits that are really important to you. Yeah. And I think people get scared of looking into this and thinking, I just can't get my head around it. Where do I even start? You know, um, which is understandable. Don't get me wrong, but burying your head in the sand about it isn't going to make it go away. Also, it also got me thinking about how people get to know about new things in the industry. Yeah. And so I was thinking, well, how would I know about these things? Well, generally through my membership of the CIPR or the PRCA. Yeah. And it would generally be somebody that would be leading on the project and be briefing or writing a skills guide or whatever it might be. Yeah. But if you're, I mean, the CIPR and the PRCA has less than 50%, I think, of the the, the, the industry as, as members. So what yeah. about the other 50 plus percent of people working in our industry that are potentially like uneducated about everything that's happening <laughs> Um, it, well, it shows that obviously it's a benefit to be a member of, of an industry organisation uh, for a start. Um, but then it shows you that there's a, there's a lot of people that are lagging behind, I would say. I, I think you're right. And I mean, it's a fair point, actually, because I guess when, you, when we talk about all this stuff, we're, we're talking in very general terms. Yeah. You know, we're not saying that no PR people or no PR agencies are integrated. We're no. saying that effectively the the bulk isn't let's I for a figure at 80% isn't whatever mm. but you're right how much of those people are just go about their day-to-day jobs and don't even come across the the thinking or the or the, the talk about that stuff I mean who knows because they're kind of hidden aren't they so that's kind of where my brain's always at like how do they are they just sitting doing their as you say the day-to-day job yeah. Yeah. And then, so they're not necessarily being curious about other things and got their finger on the pulse for, yeah. um, you know, even just with a, not necessarily industry publications, but, but yes, industry publications and business publications as well. Um, because I, I, again, I, I agree with that point. I'm going, if, if I use my last agency job, again, as an example, if I think about, if I said there were, let's say 20 odd, what I called pure PR people, the number of those that were really tracking what was going on in terms of trends and, and what was happening in the industry, I'd say probably less than half of them. Mm. So that's, that leaves out in the world, a big chunk of people who are arguably probably just getting on with their jobs and leaving it. What the way I think of it is those people, all of these people are just leaving it to others to tell them, what's coming next and what they need to do about it. And you just can't do that nowadays, especially if you're in a small agency or you're in the start of your career or you're a freelancer or whatever it is, those sorts of people, they're not going to get that information from anywhere else. You've got to take your responsibility for it. You have to. A hundred percent. I've talked for years about investing in yourself. And in fact, I even posted, I think yesterday on Instagram about invest in yourself and learning and development is such a huge part of that because I'm not just meaning like go on a course or whatever, but surely people know that the rate that the world is changing 
the only constant is change, you know, is what we talk mm. about now. Yeah. Um, yep. The rate of the world is changing that they must know that they, they, they should be upskilling and um, I think mentioned earlier on before we started recording, like the diversification of skills yep. means that, you know, diversifying your thinking and, um, yep. and everything as well. And it's not impossible to learn this stuff, at least to a level you need to know. It's, it might seem like a daunting task, but you take SEO as an example. I mean, I've, I've learned all I know about SEO from just, like you said, being curious about it. There was a stage in my career where I set up an e-commerce company. This is going back maybe 15 years. Um, I had to get to know it because I knew nothing about SEO. Now, I didn't go on a course to get to know it. Mm. I was curious about it. I started asking people, following the right people, reading blogs, you know, all that sort of stuff. And yeah, it's not going to come overnight, but just make a start on it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that shows you the difference though. Um, if you look at some of the, like the, the graduates or the PR students that are coming through just now, you immediately start to see them following. And um, well, yeah. I start to see them following me and I think, well, yeah, that's, I agree. you know, they're obviously following me because they want to know more and they're curious and they want to be listening to the right stuff and reading the right stuff. The next gen are coming through and um, they're the people that will see what's happening just now in the industry and be questioning it as well. So if we think about, um, you know, the next gen are questioning purpose, they're questioning values yeah. there. And I think that's great because it's going to make the traditional um, the PR scene, let's say, um, really look at itself. Mm. Um, and I don't want to get into the conversation of should PR be called something different? <laughs> <laughs> Let's not. <laughs> Let's not go there. But, you know, as you, you refer to media relations as sort of pure PR, and then some people say there's digital PR still, but I think these, the next gen, really get it. And that kind of yeah. excites me because there's some really good thinking and skills and and stuff coming in yeah i, I agree I, th I i've always said if i was to start an agency or I, I set up as a consultant when i was thinking about going out on my own i had this debate of do i set up as a consultant or just start an agency i always said if i was to start an agency one of the key things i would want from people i hired was curiosity above a degree or anything else i just want people to be curious about stuff because it means they're going to learn themselves and if you're surrounded by people who are learning you will learn off them as well it's it's, it's oh this music to know. my ears paul <laughs> <laughs> on on the on the flip side of that as well i mean we would you said about pr dying and, and all right it's a bit flippant but <laughs> i think one of the reasons for that or that that line of thinking is complacency Mm -hmm. I just think people are totally complacent. They they don't have that curiosity. They don't can't be bothered to learn this stuff. So Do you uh, know one of the most one of the most frustrating questions or points that somebody made to me a few years ago? Because I, as you know, do my CPD every year, I'm a charter consultant, yep. da, 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 da. And somebody said, I don't know how you manage to fit in all your learning. Um yep. How you manage to do that as well as the business and PR face and everything else that you yep. do. And I said, but there's there's part of the problem. You know, the words or the the, the term CPD or continuous professional development scares people, quite frankly. Yep. And yep. they think it's this big formal thing that they have to go through or spend money on. I don't know the last time I really actually spent a decent amount of money on my own training and learning because I learned through blogs, I learned through podcasts. Yep. 
I learned through developing ideas with other people, going to events, webinars, the, you know, the CIPR's free webinars for the last however many years have been amazing. Yep. ERC has done some absolutely stupendous um, stuff in the last few months in lockdown. It's all free. All yep. of it's free. Mm-hmm. And people still say, oh, I don't know how you find the time and, or the money. Yeah. I don't think people should have or should be allowed to ask that type of question. <laughs> what are we going to do to them? <laughs> just fit it in. Don't yeah, make time. I, I agree. Yeah. You know, like when I'm in a dog walk or when you're in the car or when you're doing, there's always time to listen to a podcast and start yeah. thinking about things. And yeah. But that takes a completely different mindset. It does. And I, I don't know. Can you learn that? I, I, I don't know. Can you learn to be curious or is that just a an innate thing to to people i don't know the answer to that i don't know you get curious when you're excited about something maybe maybe that's it so let's go back to something you referenced uh, <laughs> <laughs> which was um yeah it was it was a really interesting podcast you're on with Ginny. um so can you just give us a really quick summary before we have a discussion about it about what the yeah. point was about why pr um might die yeah i, I don't like the phrase dying <laughs> but <laughs> Because it's so hackneyed, isn't it? But yeah, the podcast was essentially about uh, Ginny's opinion that PR will not survive the pandemic. And her point, her core point, which I do agree with, I have to say, was that there is a study done by, I think it's the University of California. I think it's the University of California. Anyway, it's done every year, it has been done for three, four, five years, whatever. And one of the things they look at is is whether PR as a function is reporting into the C-suite. And year on year on year, the number that is goes down and down and down. Um, and it's now to a point where it's, I don't know the figure, but it's its a significant amount of PR functionality goes straight into marketing. Um, and her point of view, which has been developed, this isn't just something that's come to her. It's, you mm. know, it's been mulling away for a long time. And she sees this report every year. And her perspective is that PR as a standalone function will just be absorbed into marketing within the next, I don't know, five years, say. Mm -hmm. But it's because PR, again, as a standalone function, is, is, it's not that it doesn't have value, but it's ceasing to be perceived to have value. Um, and that's the crux of it, really, is, is where that, that line of thinking comes from. But well, it's, it's not just something she's made up. You know, yeah, this, yeah. this is data that's saying this. So there's a couple of things there. So the value part is important. That comes back to measurement. So measurement and evaluation, which, as we know, starts at the beginning. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, Interestingly, I judged some global, in fact, I've been, well, I've been judging awards for years, but yes, yesterday, last year and this year, yeah. I have judged um, two different sets of global awards. Um, one was specific to the PR industry and one was um, actually a PR category. And if I, my, my, I'm, I come down to people quite heavily when I'm marking awards who mm-hmm. don't have objectives, don't have a strategy, yep. can't explain yep. you know, clearly what they've done, why they've done it, and what the impact is. And that's simply because that's what we should be doing. Um, there's, it's not rocket science, I don't no, think. No, it, it should be a given, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. 
And so I judged this year, this category within this big awards thing. And I was absolutely, and I won't name names, but I was astounded by um, the entries that were getting put in, that the names of the people were the directors of public relations for X. Right. And the quality of the entries. Now, it might have been written by a, a more junior person and that person's name attributed or whatever. But when you don't have objective set, there's no strategy, there's no plan. You then kind of think to yourself, if it's coming from the most like illustrious institute <laughs> or whatever, you're, mm-hmm. you're, you've got it up there. You're thinking this is going to be like amazing mm-hmm. and you, you get nothing but let down. Right. And you think to yourself, is that how people are thinking of public relations in these institutions and organizations? Yep. Yep. If that's, if that's you know, the, the challenge that we are presented with, it's because we are not demonstrating value. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with you. I mean, the measurement thing is obviously <laughs> decades old now, but it's not so much, I think that conversation has changed because it's not so much about how do you measure because you can measure this stuff. It's the fact that people don't or don't think about doing exactly what you're saying. And if, if someone in the C-suite is going to someone in public relations and they're not getting that, that credible insight and that credible measurement, why the hell would they want to, to employ you know, a, a PR agency as a standalone thing? They just wouldn't. They're going to palm yeah. it off on the marketing, on the marketing side. And they'll I think just, that's happening exactly, more and they'll more consume and more. it. Right. I think that's that's the, the, the crux of this argument, really, is that, uh, and, you know, I mean, and because we've been late to SEO as well. Yeah, absolutely. There's there's so many examples of that. Yeah. SEO was just I mean, that was going begging five or 10 years ago. It really was. And and no one could be bothered to learn about it or, you know, and it's just, there's there are lots of examples of, of that sort of stuff. And I think one of the gripes I have with the industry as a whole is that PR comes at any brief with PR as the answer. And quite often PR is not the answer to a brief that you get in because I might get a brief and the answer is, I don't know, we just need to put some ads behind it, for example, Mm -hmm. or actually the website needs a lot of work before you do anything because you know, you're going to drive people to it, but so what? And it's, it's things like that or the brand has, you know, the brand needs to do some work on, on how it looks and feels. And there's so much to it. But yeah. PR tends to always have this stock response of PR is the answer to your problem, Mr. Client. And or or it's it's limited and it's used <clears throat> to what PR can do. So if, um, for example, if somebody needed um, like influencer marketing or yeah. they needed someone to audit their website and help develop yep. it to be better. Yep then they could come to me. But because I'm a public relations consultant, would they come to me? Probably not. Um, Would they go to an influencer marketing agency? Yeah. Would they go to a web design company or or a developer? Yes. But is this coming back to this integration of things as well? It is. It's all all one one sort of argument, isn't it? I totally agree with you. Mm -hmm. And, And, you know, you're right. As much as you don't want to argue about what you call yourselves and because, frankly, who cares? The point you're making is is that people have a perception of what PR is. Yeah. So if you describe yourself as a PR person, don't be surprised if that's what they think you do. 
Yes. Is, is, is the way I see it. Yes. And I think there's been so many, there's been so many um, struggles within the industry as to what people are labeling themselves or what they're putting on their website. I mean, an even basic one is when, you know, it's a consultant and they say, we do this. Well, no, you do that. I do right. that. Yeah, I, hate, I really <laughs> hate that. Yeah, I know. You know, be, be transparent about it. Don't be yes. scared. I also think as well in, in the industry as a whole, it's, it's been, well, I've said this before and got hammered for it, but I, I feel it's been a bloated <laughs> industry for a long time. Too many people working it, too many agencies, um, all trying to do the same thing, all have the same list of values and services. It's just this one homogenous mess of That's what Jim was PR. talking about. Yeah. Yes, he did that. talk about that. And, and I, I, I absolutely agree with him. I think he said, I think it's awful. Um, there's no USP then. And it just no, no, exactly. Not, Absolutely. We're not creative in how we're presenting ourselves. The better agencies now are doing that. They, they, yeah. they stand for some, I don't mean in a, so, well, in some cases, a social sense, but they stand for some, their brand means something. And they're not just the same old, same old that you've seen 10 times before. Yeah. It's those agencies that are going to do well in the next five years because yeah. they are distinct from this just, mess of and three pipe you talked about Jim there that's one yeah. of them but I, I admire so much what he has done with that agency yeah. because it started out years ago when I first got to know them as a PR agency yeah. it's not a PR agency now they do yeah. PR but it's not nowhere near a PR agency yeah. and it's an example I mean if, if you were looking for a blueprint to what to do as an agency that is it to me it's, it's far from an easy job and I know they've had mergers and acquisitions and all sorts but I mean, what then they're in business job. to do it, so they're not right. just there to stand to stand uh, to stand still, essentially. And I think that's the thing: his curiosity and his ambition with his business partners and his teams have really allowed that to happen. Yeah. And it's been yeah. it's been fascinating to see it all. That's yeah. actually the reason that I originally emailed him to meet him was because I was so impressed by this guy that basically flattened the structure, the hierarchy, yeah. and made yeah. it about skills. Yeah. And I think that was the thing that got me thinking, wow, someone's actually taking a stand. And because, you know, I remember speaking to MDs of agencies and they'd be like, oh, well, you know, it's good for the staff to have something to work towards, you know, to get a promotion to the, the next level up or, <laughs> and it's just, that, it's, that's it's absolute, it's, it's absolute rubbish. Um, yeah. It's interesting you bring that up. That, that is one of the contributing factors why I left agency life was to do with structure and hierarchies and all that sort of stuff. Because I, this is going back what five and a half years now since I left agency life about the six, six months to a year before that I had been talking to them about the same thing. We need to flatten this and let's recruit people with specific skills. And, and at the time I was thinking SEO design, you know, we just want someone sat in a seat in the office who's an absolute genius with SEO yeah, and, and a designer who can do the stuff and yeah. all that sort of stuff. Um, and it just wasn't that well received because that's not the way we do things. We have a higher, and the same as you're saying, you get a promotion at one level and then another level. And I'd set up a social media team within this agency and flat, I was allowed to, <laughs> I flattened it and everyone had the same, they had slightly different job titles, but they were very clear they were on the same level. Yeah. There was no, you're going to get promoted to next, to whatever yeah. it is next. You got rewarded in terms of salary, obviously. Yeah. But from an outside view, 
It was just a flat thing. And it really worked. Oh, well, I thought it really worked anyway. And going back to this, this PR getting absorbed into marketing, mm. that's why I agree with it. I think it will happen. Um, you, don't, you don't like saying PR's dying because it's been used so many times. And it's not a case of dying necessarily. We're not saying that there will never be a role for, I don't know, even media relations is going to have some kind of role. But it's just, it will be an increasingly small segment of marketing as a whole. When we eventually do come out of this, and even now we're starting to, mm. companies have got to start selling again. And so, yes, communications has a role, but marketing will come back in, advertising will come back in. And where are people going to put their money? It's not going to be in communications. I just don't buy that this is a lasting trend. Mm. Um, I mean, I could be wrong, but I just I, I don't think buy from it. an internal communication position, I think for especially bigger organisations, I think that's going to be um, a big focus, maybe mm-hmm. as part of a wider stakeholder engagement piece. Uh, yeah. And I think that's been on the train maybe for the last couple of years. I've certainly done a lot more work in that space. People like you and me can carve out spaces for ourselves. We can... Yeah. Yeah, you know, we can adapt um, and because we're curious and we want to do stuff um, and do it well. But um, I think when you, yeah, when you start looking at the traditional side of things and, and people really not diversifying in any way, shape or form, they're, they're mm. just going to be left behind and they will be consumed into some basic roles. Yeah, I, I fundamentally agree with that. And, and therefore, you can argue that the, ind- the size of the industry will shrink quite dramatically in the next, let's say, three years. Uh, I don't personally, I don't think that's a bad thing. Uh, and it's certainly not for the likes of you and hopefully me who, like you said, we've carved out something anyway. And these other agencies that are popping up who are doing something different and yeah. are doing all the, the integrated stuff as well. Those are the sorts of guys that are going to be left over and, and good luck to them, I say. How will we measure the success of this podcast, Paul? <laughs> that's a very good point. We'll set an objective, shall we? I <laughs> know <laughs> it's been really great to chat to you and um, obviously a similar similar sort of thinking um but you know I think there's a lot of work to be done by the industry by industry bodies by practitioners themselves and as you said um you know people have to take responsibility for themselves and as I yeah. said people have to invest in themselves yeah yeah absolutely agree well thank you so much it's been it's been really interesting over and out that was such a good, really interesting podcast with Paul, um, just kind of talking through all different elements of integration, where we think the industry's at with it, why we think actually a lot of the industry's falling behind. So thanks so much for tuning in to yet another episode of the People by People podcast. I really appreciate it. Any feedback and reviews are obviously welcome and please don't forget to subscribe so you get the next podcast. Mm-hmm.